Hello, Rabbit fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Omaha Hockey Statcast. For this week, we're going to go over very quickly the weekend that was in Oxford, Ohio, where the Mavs were shut out, swept 3 0 and 4 0. Let's get right into it. to the stats from last week, which, like I said, are going to be very quick. Um, so the overall record for the Mavericks right now with just one regular season the weekend left, 13-16-5 overall, 7-12-3 in the NCHC. They are 5-9-3 on the first night, 8-7-2 on the second night, 6-7-3 at home, 7-9-2 on the road. They finished February 2-5. Pairwise, Mavs started at number 26 and finished number 35, one of the nation's biggest losers of the weekend. Uh, goal scorers, this will be quick, no one scored as the Mavs were shut out swept by Ryan Larkin, who was the number one star in the NCAA and the uh, goaltender of the week in the NCHC. So the Mavs scored no goals, they scored 104 on the season, which an average of 3.06 per game. Miami scored seven this weekend, bringing that season total to 101 goals against, an average of 2.97. Omaha shot the puck 48 times, at least on net, which brings that season total to 970, an average of 28.53 shots per game. Miami had 75 shots on goal last week. That season total comes to 1049, 1,049 shots against, an average of 30.85 shots on goal per game. Omaha's Isaiah Seville had 68 saves on 75 shots last week for an average or a save percentage of 90.66. Ryan Larkin saved all 48 shots, an average or a percentage of 100%. Isaiah Seville in the season is 10, 11, and 4. He's faced 783 shots, allowed 74 goals, made 709 saves, and his save percentage actually got better this week. Bring, it brought it up uh, to 90.05 save percentage. Just a couple uh, hundredths of a save percentage brought up. Austin Roden remains 3-5-1 on the season. He's faced 256 shots, allowed 23 goals, made 233 saves, a save percentage of 91.01%. The Mavs had five penalties on Friday, only four on Saturday. Penalty minute leaders for the season, Nolan Sullivan leads with 47, Taylor Warden second with 42, Joey Abate in third with 36, Ryan Jones right behind with 35, then John Schultz in fifth with 31. The power play went 0 for 7 this weekend after going 0 for 4 on Friday and 0 for 3 on Saturday. To start the weekend, uh, it started at 19.55%, 26 of 133. After the weekend, finished 26 of 140, an 18.57 power play percentage. The penalty kill was not as hot this weekend as it has been. Went 3 for 5 on Friday. 4 for 5 on Saturday, 7 for 10, 70% on the weekend. At the beginning of the weekend, the PK started at 81.82%, 100 
108 out of 132. Finished at 80.99%, 115 out of 142. Lastly, face-offs, Friday and Saturday, Omaha won the face-off battle, 30-26 on Friday and 34-25 on Saturday. That's a quick rundown of last week. I'll run through just some uh, some uh, record, you know, when we win, when we lose, where we win, and such like that to close out the stats. So in the NCHC, like I said, we're 7, 12, and 3. We've scored 59 goals in the NCHC games. We've allowed 69. That is an average of 2.684, um, or for the Mavs, 2.68 goals per game for the Mavs, 3.14 goals against the Mavs. In the seven NCHC wins, we've scored 35 goals, an average of five goals per win. We've allowed 16 in NCHC wins, just 16, an average of 2.29 goals against when we win in the NCHC. In our 12 NCHC losses, we've scored just 18 times. That's an average of 1.5 goals per loss for the Mavs. We've allowed 47 goals in NCHC losses, which is almost a four goal against per game average. On Friday, or the first game, we've got five wins, scoring 27 goals, averaging 5.4 goals per Friday win. We've allowed 11 goals, an average of 2.2 goals against per Friday win. On Friday losses, we've scored, or we've lost nine times on the Friday or the first game, scoring 18 goals in those nine games, an average of two goals per Friday loss. We've allowed 37 goals on Friday losses, an average of 4.11 per game. Saturday wins, we've got eight Saturday wins, scoring 38 goals in those eight games, an average of 4.75 goals per Saturday win. We've allowed 16 goals against on Saturday wins, an average of two goals against per game. In our seven Saturday losses, we've scored just 10 times, an average of 1.43 goals per Saturday loss. On uh, Saturday losses, we've allowed 26 goals, an average of 3.71 per Saturday loss. At home, we've won six times scoring 33 times, an average of 5.5 goals per home win. We've allowed just nine in home, in home wins. It's an average of 1.5 goals per home win. In our seven home losses, we've scored just 17 times, an average of 2.43 goals per home loss. We've allowed 32 home loss goals, an average of 4.57 in home losses. In our away wins on the road, we've scored 32 times, an average of 4.57. We've allowed 18 goals in away wins, an average of 2.57. In our away losses, which are nine, we've scored 11 times when we've lost on the road, which is an average of 1.22 goals per game in our losses. We've allowed 31 goals in nine games and nine away losses, an average of 3.44. Real quick also, I will go through how the Mavs did per month. In October to start the season, they went four and one in five games. They scored 19 goals and allowed eight. 
In November, they went 2-3-2 two, two in seven games, scoring 22 times, allowing 23 goals. In December, they went 2-4 in six games, scoring 23 times and allowing 26 goals. January, they went 3-3-3 three, three, three in nine games, scoring 26 times and allowing 25 goals. Then, as I said earlier, in February, they finished 2-5-0 in seven games, scoring 14 times, allowing 19 goals. That is a quick rundown about uh, all of the stats and from records and when we win, where we win, uh, heading into the final weekend against North Dakota. All right, for this week's Pairwise Pulse, we're gonna keep it short as the Pairwise rankings get ever so more important or ever more so important, however you wanna say that. So we're gonna go over the teams that are currently in, um, you know, broadly, I guess, um, the top 15 plus the Atlantic Hockey uh, champion, regular season champion, they clinched last week. So the top 15 plus AIC are North Dakota, number one, Minnesota State, Cornell, Boston College are your one seeds currently, Duluth, Denver, Penn State, UMass, uh, Massachusetts are your two seeds, five through eight, Clarkson, Bemidji State, Ohio State, Arizona State are your next four, your three seeds, then UMass Lowell, Quinnipiac, Maine, and AIC are your four seeds there, 12 through uh, quote-unquote 16. Of course, AIC won the regular season championship. Um, as of right now, you've got to be led to assume that they will win uh, the tournament. However, that is not a lock. It is anyone's game in the Atlantic Hockey as of this weekend, actually, where uh, that kicks off the best of three. And then um, next week will be, I believe, I was just doing this earlier, next week is the quarterfinals. This week is the first round. Um, the top four teams have an, a bye week, so it'll be the bottom eight teams battling. Actually, the top six teams have um, a bye week this week. The bottom six are battling this weekend to play the, the uh, other teams. So yeah, um, Omaha, like I said, dropped all the way down to 35. They officially need to win the Frozen Face-Off. They need to um, get through this weekend, and then um, depending upon who they play, we'll kind of get into who they're going to play next week. Um, in the quarterfinals, when we go in the uh, around the NCHC uh, segment, so they need to get through this week, win a best of three, make it to Frozen Face-Off up in St. Paul this year, and win two games so they needed to win you know this weekend it'd be great to get two but i mean this weekend is more for solidifying that sixth place um not having to go to duluth um not not falling to seven and playing duluth for a second time this year but you know back in duluth um so they need to get through this weekend win and, and then win four of a potential five possibly four straight um, but for the next five games 
um, to make it to the NCAA tournament, get that automatic bid, and potentially play uh, Bubble Buster for one of these teams in the four seeds right now. You mess a little Quinnipiac, Maine, um, and then the Atlanta Hockey will be on that bid. But So one of those three teams, even one of the four teams, you never know who who's going to win these tournaments uh, come the end of the year. It's anyone's game. Uh, fight for your life. So that is a little bit look of the pairwise pulse. Uh, we'll take a look at the NCHC real quick, even though it should be wait for the next segment. But as it stands right now, the NCHC has three teams in the NCAA tournament. North Dakota at one, Duluth at five, Denver at six. The next team who was in the tournament uh, before last weekend, before getting swept by North Dakota, was Western Michigan. Um, they've got Miami this week. Um, looking... You know, a Miami win actually might help them a little bit more now that Miami has three Omaha wins. Um, but Miami sweeping Omaha actually did nothing for their pairwise. Um, they did not move from 42nd last week after the sweep of Omaha. So we will see. It's going to be a very entertaining weekend in the NCHC and NCAA hockey. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Western Michigan definitely needs some help. They definitely need um, a couple wins this weekend. And then a couple wins next weekend. You know, it's kind of like everyone where they need um, they need some wins the next three next three weekends to get themselves into the tournament. So that is where we stand right now. Um, one five six nineteen um, is UND Duluth Denver Western, and then the next St. Cloud, as everyone I'm sure has heard, has made quite the comeback. They were up to twentieth after their win Friday against Denver. But with their split, drop back down to 22nd. That's where they've been for a few rankings here. Next from after 22nd is Omaha at 35. And then rounding out the NCHC and the pairwise at 41 and 42 is Colorado College and Miami, respectively. That's where the NCHC stands. Um, so that's a little bit of the pairwise pulse. Next, we'll get into around the NCHC. First, we'll look at last weekend's series, Western Michigan at North Dakota, where North Dakota swept and clinched at least a share of the Penrose Cup uh, coming into Omaha. This was their third Penrose Cup in seven years. The second, they've won at home. So good for them. Um, Denver visited St. Cloud State. They split Saturday or Friday, St. Cloud State won five to one. On Saturday, Denver won five to two. So that was the major series of the weekend last weekend, with uh, teams being four and five in the standings. Nothing changed after they both split. Um, St. Cloud had a chance to jump up to third with Western losing, and if uh, St. Cloud could have gotten all three points, they would have actually been up to third. Um, however, Denver. Like I just said, got the split on Saturday, so nothing changed there between four and five. Um, actually, well, Denver did win, Western lost, so Denver um, jumped ahead of Western for that three spot. But we'll get into that just a little bit later. Duluth visited Colorado College. Uh, Duluth swept that um, pretty easily, 4-2, 6-1. Um, CC really didn't look that great this weekend. Duluth looks like they're going to be lethal heading into the playoffs here. So, 
come to the standings here where things get interesting. North Dakota, like I just said, clinched at least a share of the Penrose. They are up six points on Duluth in second. North Dakota has a NCHC record of 16-3-3-2 for 53 points. Duluth has a record of 15-5-2-0, 47 points, just six points back. Denver, 10-8-4-3 for 37 points. They can get no higher than third there. Uh, North Dakota and Duluth are locked into the one and two spots. It is um, it does get interesting if, if some things happen this weekend with the tiebreak. However, um, they're locked. Duluth can get no lower than second. Um, so there's that. Western 10-9, 3-2 for 35 points, sitting in fourth. St. Cloud 10-10-9-2 for 33 points. They're still fighting for third place, surprisingly, sitting in fifth there. Omaha can get no higher than sixth, which is where they're at. 7-12, 3-0 with 24 points. Miami uh, sits in seventh, 5-14-3-2 with 20 points. And Colorado College is 4-16-2-1 with 15 points. They still have a lot to play for. Everyone actually has a lot to play for. No one is really uh, locked in to their spot right now. A lot can happen this weekend. North Dakota can fall to the second spot if Duluth sweeps and Omaha sweeps, where North Dakota get no points and Duluth gets all six points. If Duluth and North Dakota tie, they would share the Penrose Cup. Duluth wins the tiebreaker, so Duluth would be the one seed next week. North Dakota would be the two seed, so on and so forth. Denver is just fighting to stay in third. Um, up two points on Western and up four points on St. Cloud. All three of those teams can fluctuate this week um, since they're not playing each other. St. Cloud could be third or they could be fifth. They could, you know, St. Cloud could be as high as third, as low as fifth. Western, same. Um, they could be as high as third, as low as fifth. Denver, um, I believe, yeah, I haven't gone through every single scenario. I think they can finish in fifth, in fifth um, although I don't quite think so. I'd have to keep going over lots of different scenarios for that since they are four points ahead of St. Cloud. But that is a whole, that's a whole math thing that I haven't even gone over, surprisingly. Omaha can finish sixth, and sixth or seventh if uh, they don't get any points and Miami figures out a way to get uh, five, oh, four or more points against Western this week. They own the tiebreaker against Omaha, of course, going 3-0-1 against them this year. So they would get that sixth spot. Miami, as I just said, can get sixth or seventh. Colorado College is locked into the eighth. Actually, they're not locked in the eighth spot, I'm sorry. College is not uh, locked into the eighth spot quite yet. They're five points behind Miami, so they definitely need to win and hope for some help from Western. Um, they need to sweep this weekend and a Western sweep um, to get that seven spot and go to Duluth. But as it stands currently, they are eighth um, and looking for some points. Everyone is looking for all of the points this weekend. No one is necessarily safe. This weekend's matchups, as I was talking about earlier, number seven, Miami, visits number four, Western. Number five, St. Cloud, visits number two, Duluth. And number four, Denver, has their home and home with number eight, Colorado College, for the gold pan. 
Um, if I did my math right, Omaha needs two points and any kind of Miami loss on Friday to secure six. That's all I need. If Miami loses on Friday um, and Omaha loses, so if they both lose on Friday, um, that would also clinch. Um, they basically just need to match on whatever Miami does. If Omaha gets a point on Friday, Miami would also need to get a point. So it would be 25-21. Um, and that would actually be it because there would only be three points left. So they just need to match. They cannot lose the point battle against um, Miami this weekend. Of course, last weekend and the weekend before that, they actually had chances of clinching that sixth spot um, and securing a road series against number three. Um, however, they were not able to do that against some very formidable opponents, but that um, is over and done with, so we won't get into that. However, this week, they just need to match Miami. A Miami win and an Omaha loss on Friday would make things very interesting with Miami being out just one point of Omaha going into the final night and looking for that sixth spot as opposed to that seventh spot going to Duluth. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't suppose either of these teams wants to go to Duluth um, at this time of the year um, for any sort of game. So there's that. There's so much more on the line um, there's so much more left on the line, I guess I should say, for this weekend. So it's going to be very interesting. Follow along on my Twitters, at Oman's Hockey Fan. That's my personal, at O-M-A-V-S-H-K-Y-F-A-N. That's my personal Twitter. Um, that's where I post um, all of my own opinions and everything on this year's team. Uh, that's also where I post when these podcasts.cast go up. That is where you'll be the first to find out. Um, also follow my live update Twitter at Mavs Live Update M A V S L I V E U P D A T E. I will be at both games this weekend, live tweeting the games as they happen. So be sure to follow me there. It is Senior Weekend at Baxter Arena. Saturday night is when they are planning on having the big ceremony for six Mavs seniors. So be sure to be there. If not, follow along on nchc.tv. You can uh, subscribe there uh, for the paid subscription. You can listen on 1180 The Zone to, I believe Donnie will be back this week. Donnie and Terry. Uh, otherwise, like I said, follow me on my Twitter at Mavs Live Update. Follow MavPuck, listen to their podcast. It is great every week, um, especially this week's after the Miami weekend. It was great. Um, and it, um, you know, after a weekend like like we had, um, it it's tough even for me, kind of uh, putting together a podcast that speaks uh, to the weekend that they had um, in a positive manner. But um, as I've said before, this team uh, will always have my heart, you know, my my hockey heart. So it doesn't matter what happens, night in night out, I will always be there at Baxter supporting this team uh, because. They need it. Um, and yeah, so if you can, make it to this weekend's uh, final home series of the year until October um, when hockey season starts back up. Be sure, get out, uh, get loud, follow this team as they try to make a playoff run. And um, next week, I don't 
Next week will be after the North Dakota series, where uh, we'll go over the North Dakota series, of course. We'll do some end of regular season stats, where we stand after the regular season going into the playoffs. We will do either a mini or a mega preview of our playoff opponent as we hit the road for a uh, three-game series, best of three. And then um, I guess we'll see. I will for sure do a post-playoff, a a post-quarterfinal podcast, um, kind of wrapping the season up depending upon how the three games, two games go. Hopefully, we're previewing um, our frozen face-off opponent in St. Paul, hopefully. Um, Otherwise, we'll kind of wrap up the entire season, go through kind of game by game how the season went, what each game meant, what each game happened, you know, a little highlight of each game. And then, um, yeah, that'll be that. That'll be the 2019-2020 season. Hopefully, we are talking and stat casting all the way through April in Detroit, but you never know. You never know. Weirder things have happened. Um, That's it. Thank you for all for listening. Be sure to share, follow, do whatever you can to uh, get this podcast out there. That would be, that would mean the world to me. Um, Yeah. So thank you all for listening. And until next week, go Mavs.